Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Mary Berry hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo the hey there and welcome back folks once again i'm your hostess with the mostest munoz and how y'all doing yes y'all she is on the mend a little still a little bit of congestion left you know from this winter cold of new york city it's just like it's that whole thing like it's snowing it's freezing you're in a hot apartment you go back out into the cold it's snowing it's freezing you know so i just really want to thank you all out there for all the love and good wishes you all sent me um, over the past week. She is on the mend, honey. And you know what's been really lifting my spirits these days? Freestyle music. For those of you that don't know about freestyle music, freestyle music was like kind of a 90s phenomenon here in like New York, New Jersey, maybe even Florida. It is a very specific sound. Go out there and like Google like Jocelyn Enriquez. You know, the radio plays our favorite song and it just keeps me moving on. Oh my God, you will dance your life away and not feel so lonely during this pandemic stuck in your house. Um, how was Valentine's Day for everyone? I mean, were you like me, just up in the bed with, like, the cookie dough and the ice cream and the Housewives of Atlanta? Mine was fabulous, because like I said last week, I give a lot of love, and I, and I get a lot of love in return. And what? Self-love is the best love, people. But let's get to the getting on, because today's guest I am super, super excited to have with me today. I don't think y'all are ready. Please join me in welcoming the one, the only, the naked nutritionist himself, Daniel O'Shaughnessy. Hi, Daniel. Hello. I'm from London. How are you? I'm good. I was just saying I was cold, but the same in New York. I mean, do we do we detect an accent here on in your mouth? Oh my goodness, we're so. Is it good, is it going to get me places? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> kind sir, like you don't know. The, the, the keys to this door are, are free floating out there these days. <laughs> well, being British, we kind of know it. The accent gets places, so it gets, gets people far, so... Yes, uh, I mean, I mean, the accent gets you very far, especially with being shady, right? Because you throw the accent on some shade, and then it just sounds lovely, and you're like, "Was, was he just shady?" No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. But wait a minute, you call yourself the naked nutritionist, and you are fully clothed. I, I don't understand. Oh. I want my, I want my money back. Have you paid yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just, it's international wires. It's like, it, it takes a while to get there. <laughs> it's too cold to take my clothes off now. No, I have to do the, the play oh. on words for today. Oh, are, are we worried about shrinkage? Is that is that what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. The gyms haven't been open, and so... Let's talk about that shrinkage. Oh, yes, yes. The gym shrinkage. That's what we're worried yeah. about. Listen, uh, if anything, during this pandemic, I've just been growing in all sorts of places. <laughs> but we will get to it. For those of you that don't know out there, folks, in your mouth listeners, Daniel is a fabulous award-winning registered nutritionist and certified functional medicine practitioner with over 10 years of clinical experience who has helped Thousands of people find better health. He is a firm believer in personalized nutrition to help you to understand your body holistically, transform your life, and what? Feel great. He is currently on a journey to get his book released called Naked Nutrition, an LGBTQ-focused guide to good health and diet. So welcome, Daniel. We are so happy to have you. But before we get anywhere, Dan, may I call you Dan? Are you a Daniel? Oh, well, well, then I'll call you mine. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You won't start doing drag names yet. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) In the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, Daniel, I need to wish you Happy National Café Olé Day. Oh, didn't know that was uh, today. That's why I'm drinking tea. Maybe I'm rebelling. Yeah, I mean, yes, you must. In your mouth, listeners, it's so funny because before we started recording, Daniel told me he was drinking tea. And I and I said to him, I was like, but it's not three o'clock yet. How gauche, right? <laughs> and on this <laughs> National Cafe Olé Day, I mean... <laughs> I mean, who put that as a national day? Well, you know this the origins is, of it? No, this is my question of the ages. Every podcast, um, the... I get all my national food days from a fabulous website called Foodimentary. They have they have a food day for every day, but I don't know who's behind Foodimentary. I don't know who came up with these things. Sometimes there's conflicting information. Sometimes there's two day like it's a two a day. You're just you're just lucky enough that it's cafe ole day. Okay. And it's like a little French twist on it. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I'm I'm more of an like almond milk if I'm having my cafe au lait kind of girl or actually hazelnut milk because it's better for the environment I hear is it didn't know that yeah like almond milk is killing the bees did you not know this well, what about oat milk would that be better for yes the environment? so uh, oat milk is uh, allegedly number one for the environment followed by mm. hazelnut milk okay but have you tried hazelnut milk I love hazelnut milk you do it's quite not it's quite distinct yeah, yeah, but it's delicious in your coffee. 
Oh, okay. I haven't had it in the coffee, but I yeah, it, like you can't have a lot. I, I mean, you know, a little bit goes a long way. Get your Nespresso, um, <laughs> your Nespresso milk frother out. Throw some hazelnut milk in there. Yes, I say hazelnut, and um, and just throw it in your coffee. It's like it's like a je ne sais quoi. You know, it's like really good. Okay. So we'll have hazelnut milk day next year. Yeah, may, I mean, maybe there already is one. I, <laughs> I haven't done the research. <laughs> But no, it probably is. Probably, but no matter what you celebrate out there, happy National Cafe Ole Day to you, Daniel, and to you all in your mouth, listeners. And moving right along to this day in gay history, did you know, Daniel, that 1989, you probably don't because you don't live here, um, Chicago's new gay rights ordinance takes effect. It mandates fines up to $500 for discrimination based on sexual orientation. Yes. No. Well, we were in the height of Section 28 in the mid-80s. Which is what? So that was a um, law passed by Margaret Thatcher, who was our Prime Minister in the 80s. Never uh, heard of her. In The Crown, you might have obviously seen, <laughs> uh, where it forbid the teaching of gay, uh, anything gay in schools. Oh, wow. So it was yes. such a big thing. If you, yeah. um, when you see, there's a show called It's a Sin coming out on HBO in okay. February. All right. Amazing must watch. And it talks a little bit about that. It's more about the HIV epidemic. So Amazing. Ama- All right. Come through, Daniel, with, a, with some history in return. I love there you go. that. But it just goes to show you that our history is not like is more recent than one would think, you know, like that 1989 wasn't that long ago, y'all. So, um, you know what? Good things happening in Chicago, not so great things happening in the UK, but I want to get to the meat of the story and know a little bit more about you. So let's start where we always start at the very beginning. Why nutrition? Why become a nutritionist? What led you to that path, Daniel? Oh, uh, it's a bit of a weird long story i guess the idea was in my head for a, a long time but um I, I had thought i had to go through the typical university route when i finished school and i did some criminal law degree that i, I didn't care less for really i thought i had to do it um but then that led me to working with in the addiction field which i quite enjoyed and working with clients i started to see there the, the impact of food on the nutrition working with addiction but then looking back into my life i was like my mother worked for weight watchers and she was uh, always going on about health and diet and so things started clicking and then i just then pushed myself into the uh, nutrition field but most people think that when they the nutritionist always has a story around how they were so ill and got themselves better and and that really wasn't me, but I, you know, I've obviously helped my body with nutrition and how it, you know, and, and I do see food as medicine and I see what is one of my big motivators to kind of help is help is knowing that chronic diseases can be helped with nutrition. So never settle with a medication impact or a symptom or something, always try and work out what the root cause is. And that drove me into what I do and individualizing things being quite personalized with food, diet, people. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds pretty amazing, especially um, coming to that decision via helping people with their addiction, you know, issues. 
And um, I, I noticed that you mentioned on your website, too, that you are you yourself were dealing with, like, some skin and fatigue issues that this helped with. Yes? Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've had longstanding skin issues as a you know, typical ginger here with, you know, pale white skin, typical, they call it atopic skin. So I used to have these breakouts when I was a young kid. I didn't know, and I was tired a lot of the time. So I didn't really think this was something I had to, I had to thought I just had to live with it rather than get get it fixed. And um, so when I say I wasn't particularly guided by it into nutrition, I wasn't. But when I was learning about nutrition, I was like, ah, oh, this this is something that really can be fixed and can be changed. So I started looking into a bit more, and it turns out I was, you know, it was more about sensitivity to certain foods and overnight. When I was a teenager, my skin on my legs was covered in acne. And by taking out, it was gluten that was affecting it. And I was not a celiac, but as soon as I took gluten out of my diet, it was it just went went away in like two weeks. So yeah. isn't it funny the way the body reacts to like certain things and like the way like the body's just going to do what it does, you know, and sometimes it's it's literally yeah eliminating or adding something. Uh, for example, I too have had long-standing skin issues like uh, rosacea, seborrheic dermatitis, which is, which for those of you out there who don't know, it's almost like face dandruff. It's very weird. And, you know, on all these pills for years from dermatologist to dermatologist to dermatologist. And then all of a sudden someone suggested to me um, celery, celery juice to which I was adding fresh organic turmeric. Y'all, that's a pain in the mother effing butt to, to like juice daily. But the skin like immediately um, brightened and all the issues went away. And when I was talking to a doctor who is a friend to the pod, Dr. Zagragan, she was saying to me, she goes, I'm not surprised that worked for you because uh, you're putting anti-inflammatories into your body. And it's uh, like rosacea and things like that are... Uh, most often associated with gut health, you know? And so mm. she was like, you were fixing yourself from the inside out and that's why that worked. And so, I mean, it's it's just all really, really interesting in that way. Well, well yeah. So, well, celery is, uh, it's not a cure for everything, but it's celery in itself is quite hydrating because it's an, it has electrolytes in it. But the turmeric is an active ingredient in it is curcumin, which is naturally anti-inflammatory. And there's so much research gone into this, into turmeric how amazing it is for all sorts of issues that it's like you can't have a number one but you put the fresh stuff in your juice yeah yeah the fresh it stinks it goes everywhere and it, it colors oh my your God. hands yeah it's like beets beets like you know how beets dye everything and you're like wait a minute how did beet juice get into my uh, onto my bathroom sink right <laughs> meanwhile the beets were nowhere there the same thing with turmeric the minute you touch it it's just like orange yellowy everywhere mm, yeah, you know but it's such a one of the most functional foods for health and, and yeah yeah i take a very expensive turmeric pill these days because i just couldn't i just couldn't juice on the daily um living in 120 square feet in times square juicing is not ideal <laughs> yeah and it probably is more concentrated in the in the tablet there are pros and cons for supplements and but yeah some, sometimes it's convenience with that yeah, for sure. For sure. So, like, let's go. I want to give the audience here like a one hundred one, almost. Like, why would why would we go see a nutritionist? You know, and I say that because I hear about nutritionists all the time. I feel like 
nutritionists here, at least in the States, can be quite costly. So it's just, it's not necessarily a, a, a thing that's on like the forefront, at least of my mind here in New York, of seeing a nutritionist as opposed to being like, well, I can just like go on the keto diet. Like, why do I need a nutritionist? Or <laughs> I can just start juicing. Like, why do I, I eat broccoli and chicken breasts. I'm pretty healthy. Like, why? Well, there's different types of nutritionists in that respect. There's some that will just give you like, here's a healthy eating plan. This is what you do. Um, fine. And that that's good for people that want to be, you know, have a, you know, a bit more structure, have accountability, make sure the diet's varied and contains vitamins and minerals, etc. Then there's like the kind of nutritional therapy side of things and the functional medicine side of things where you might have a particular health issue and it's not about acute health issue, it's more chronic health issues. So fatigue, skin, digestion, like IBS, um, you might have like stress issues, whatever it is. But then what you can do with those is, is you can help to understand the root cause of it with a nutritionist. So a nutritionist will can make a full case history to try and work out what might be actually causing what's going on. Um, so let's just take apart a digestive example. So someone who has irritable bowel syndrome might have had issues for 10 years and not understanding what's going on. So with the work of nutritionists, you can either look at the diet. Are there any offending like foods that the person may be sensitive to? How are they digesting their foods? How are they, you know, what, are they eating any, any, not any fermented foods, things like that? How is their fiber intake? But they can go a step further and they can look at testing and understanding the function of the body. So with a test, I'm able to understand what exactly is the cause of someone else, someone's IBS or what is the most likely cause of it. So are they digesting well? Where are they digesting their protein well? Because this is one of the biggest things if I see a lot of is people that are super stressed also having lots of reflux or heartburn because they're, they're, you know, they're not digesting well because they're in this stressful state the whole time. Um, you can look at bacteria balances and parasites, yeast, things like that. So the, the thing is, it all gets a bit complicated. So when you look at it yourself and you think, well, you've tried the diet, it hasn't worked and you're still having these issues and you're getting frustrated about why you've got X, Y, or Z, Z, um, then you... I love a good Z. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to make Z happen after I toured the UK and everyone everyone here, because my last name is M-U-N-O-Z, and anyone who would spell it would be M-U-N-O-Z-E-D, sidebar. <laughs> and you're just saying you toured the UK, which is a bit of a, like, it's, we're a small island, but there's nothing outside zone one, really, in London. That's like Manhattan. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I've been, I've, been from, I've been from Torquay all the way up to, to Glasgow on a bus. So oh through Wales and, and beyond. We have that mega bus. It's a dollar to go all the, through the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> I was I was being paid to do it, but <laughs> paid on the dollar bus. No, oh, listen, I've I've done more for less at this point, honey. So... Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, no, but it's... back to 
you know, A to Z here. It's, it's really, really interesting. And thank you for that. Because I feel like more often than not, we hear of nutritionists. And at least in my mind, sometimes I compare it to like, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe like a life coach. And it's just like, well, why do I need that? Is, is that a luxury? And putting this perspective on it and this spin on it um, definitely clarifies things, you know, at least for me in my head, as far as nutritionists go because I'm forever on some sort of diet. Um, I'm intermittent fasting now and let me tell you, I am hungry. Hungry? <laughs> I am yeah, hungry. I, Not I like angry. I, I like my my spirits fasting. are up. Yeah, I think it's a, um, a very, it's a good tool to use. But like you said about also the life, the coaching side of things, like once I give recommendations, well, if you went to a doctor's office and they just gave you look, you've got to do X, Y, and Z, D, then they, you've got to actually do it and put it into your diet. So part of what I do is saying to someone, this is the issue, you've got to do this. And part of it is like, okay, how can it work for you? So, you know, we work around it. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I really love about you, besides the nakedness of it all, guys, he's really not naked. Just go to Instagram while you're listening to this and hit up at the naked nutritionist and you'll see the beautiful face, the really, really cute dog, the ginger of it all and all. And you can like go and book a session or do all the things. Right. He has all the followers. We love it here. Right. We stand. <laughs> we stand, Daniel. Um, but one of the things I really love about you is is that you're super LGBTQ focused. Now, what sets us apart from like, let's say the cis hetero world? Well, I'm going to answer this by... Um, by song? <laughs> well, I, I would, <laughs> but I haven't got my wigs in the other room. So I can only sing when I got a wig on. So oh, okay. <laughs> we'll come back to another podcast with that. Um, but I actually, when I started floating the idea that I was going into the idea, going into a specialism of LGBTQ plus health, uh, people who didn't really understand it were the ones that are in the community. And outside it was like, oh yeah, that's fine. It's like, you know, I get it. But I actually got trolled a little bit on some Facebook websites or whatever it is saying, how, you know, mate, you just want to get famous. What are you doing? And I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. But when I was looking into it, there was no information where people could either, um, you know, read or understand health that connects to them a bit better. Or, and there are, you know, just like men's health, women's health, you know, there is a sector for LGBTQ plus health. And you still might be thinking, what is this and how is it? But when I start talking about it, like transgender health, like, you know, the, you know, all the all the hormone therapy, transitioning, the support that needs to be with that, and that can be helped with food and nutrition. We've got, you know, sexual health practices. And, and, and you know, the most common question I get asked about is, is sex and, you know, and how, and, and, but that applies to both male and, male and female and non-binary and... But who's having and, sex these days? We're stuck, I guess, if you have a boyfriend. Are you single? I am single. Oh, oh, oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know, we, um, but yes, the thing, no one's really having sex at the moment, but it's about also, when maybe one day we will might be able to, we will be able to have sex again. But then there's, you know, the other question I get asked is about party lifestyle. And my background is obviously in addiction. And 
you know, I was, you know, I get asked a lot how to, well, look, if I'm, I know I shouldn't do it, but if I'm going to do it, what do I do to help myself be the best I can? I'm like, okay, we can put that in. But HIV uh, support. Yes, I'm just going to interrupt you really quickly for the the cis hetero nation and the other nation out there that doesn't uh, recognize what party lifestyle means, right? What Daniel is referring to. There is a big sector of the gay community, the, the partiers, right, who, you know, love their party drugs, the GHB, the K, the the cocaine, the the meth, right? And, exactly. Um, Right. And it's it's a big affliction, um, especially during this pandemic. I notice it a lot around me in the neighborhood that I live in. Um, and it has it's something that has con- consumed the LGBTQ community, not just now. I think the pandemic has like reopened a, a very scary door, but it's been it's been here for a while. So that's what Daniel is referring to out there. Uh, mouthfuls. Mm. So. I mean, this sort of information, you might be afraid to ask about it in fear of either judgment or someone not understanding. Uh, but, you know, this is what I wanted to put it all together in a, in a resource. So that's what led me to writing the book. So, Yeah, and, that's, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And I think we need it. I think, I think things like addiction we're not talking about, things like, um, you know, trans issues are, you know, are on the forefront of our mouths our mouths these days, but not enough. And, and they need as much support as they can get from us as a community as a whole, you know? And so I, I love that a and B it's, it's, it's super important because, because we are, although we are the same, we are different, you know, and, and we're, and we're living a little differently. That's exactly what I said in my pitch to the, to the publisher, I mean, the same, same, but different. And that's, you know, and, and this is, even if it's give, giving someone the right tools to be able to live their healthiest life as possible, or to have the knowledge of like, I'm thinking of transitioning. This is what I need to consider. And it all goes back to like a common sense idea of what a diet is. But there are certain things like super functional foods that for someone living with HIV might be able to be in, 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 easily add to the diet. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing something out that and also if you just search like gay health or you know lgbt health it all comes up with mental health and i think we're you know we we get it we get the idea of shame we we've all you know come across the velvet rage and understand about validation and stuff like that but going a bit further it's like well what can i do and what is it more than mental health and this physical health and you know lifestyle and things like that so Uh, yeah and especially these days when uh, mental health is of the utmost importance, right? Anxiety, we are all, uh, well, I can't blanket statement, but a lot of us are dealing with new anxiety and new feelings. And, you know, whether we're in lockdown, not lockdown, we can go out, we can't go out. Every every other day, the world is changing these days. And so, yeah, that's that's super, super important. What was growing up like for you? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Windsor. Uh-oh, so, she fainted. So there was, there was more than one queen in that town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is the reigning queen. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do, every time I, I, I usually get asked, do you know the queen? And my, it's funny fact, my, my mum, my mother, sees the queen fairly often riding a horse in the park. Oh. Like, she doesn't make a, big, uh, a secret of it. She just rides, rides around and she's like on 90 on the back of a horse. So, But growing up, for me... Um, it was 
interesting. I was that, you know, I was fat, gay, ginger uh, in, in a school, all boys school in and it kind of didn't really go well in that aspect. I, I, you know, I was that bullied child, but you know, I saw through it, got through it, and um, and my brother was gay as well. So oh, yeah, that was quite. Um, and I, I remember my, my brother coming out, and I just had this like face, like <gasps> because my parents turned around to me and said, "Right, you've got to be the one that gets married now and have kids." And I just looked at like in like. I remember going white almost and just uh, thinking, God. And I had to come out like bisexual at first and then... Um, uh, the, bise- the bisexual bridge, right? And shout out yeah. to all my bisexual people out there, right? Um, who let us who let us cross that bridge. You know? Exactly. I was, I was not owning it. And uh, I, I, it the way I did it. And I didn't have any regrets about how I did it. I'm quite proud of how, I, how, how far I've come, I guess. Um, but growing up, I mean, I'm still, you know, it, it was, it was. I think naturally, as LGBTQ plus people, we the population, we do grow up with shame, and because we're always told no, 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 and we're always, you know, even if you're not actively being targeted, you always have this sense of shame, like you know what you feel, what you think isn't right. So yeah, I talk about it all the time on this pod. We hear all sorts of coming out stories here on In Your Mouth. And one thing that's consistent is the shame and the fear of coming out. Whether whether the good even with the good coming out stories, right? I was I was terrified, right? And it's and it's because of exactly that. Growing up, no matter whether you're here in the States or in the UK or wherever, um, it's always no, 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 no. And there's this like sense of like you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Exactly. Right? And I thought, you know, you go into this autopilot um, mode in, in the weeks before you're coming out and thinking, you know, you almost prepare for the worst. And it's, it's such a, but you don't even tell yourself that. You just assume there is the worst ha- going to happen. And it, it was quite interesting, I think. And my, mom, my mother's response, actually, when I finally came out was, the heating's broken down. Why are you telling me this now? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, she's, she now embraces the fact that she's got two gay sons and, and a wardrobe to die for. <laughs> exactly. She gets, she gets looked after. And she has a, she, I said, at least we're not boring mother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, life, life is just, you know, has a little bit more sparkle to it. I love all of that. I love everything about that story. And I think, you know what, I want to take a little bit of break, right? And, and, you know, while we're up on a high note here and take you, Daniel, to my favorite part of the podcast and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. I hope you're ready for a little bit of something we like to call Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready. Girl, spill the tea. News Update. Michelle Obama is launching a cooking show on Netflix. Have you heard about this, Daniel? No, we're still on the framing Britney, even though we haven't seen it. Uh, (laughs) We're we're getting the news late. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, if y'all haven't seen Framing Britney out there, I mean... It's no new news, but it's really crazy. Like, can we? Can somebody just free Britney, please? I know it's coming, but Michelle Obama, she's like the mother of the world at the moment. So. She really is. I I don't know. 
what other first lady is like is like we can compare Michelle Obama to, you know, like she's well, I think they, they had Barbara Bush, but she wasn't as loving and open as, but it was, yeah, maybe Jackie O. Maybe, yeah. Well, but she seems just seems that the person you would go to for advice. She's that friend you would go to if you're like, oh, I need some help with something. Yeah, and and you know, if you called up Michelle Obama, she'd be like, yeah, well. Well, this is what you need to be doing. I think you're making yeah. bad choices. You know? <laughs> How would you feel if he did that to you, or you know that? Yeah, of like yeah. yeah. I love I love the way you put that, and I love that she is now launching a um, kid centric cooking show on Netflix. And Obama, Miss Obama, or former First Lady Obama, will be a star and executive producer of Waffles and Mochi, which will be available for streaming starting March 16th. Geared towards a younger audience, it will feature two puppets, aptly named Waffles and Mochi, and Obama as the supermarket owner. The show will chronicle their journey as they try to become chefs. It's a very interesting con- uh, concept. I, I would look forward to seeing that. It'll be. I, I I actually think so too because I I chose this because I really feel like it's going to be nutrition based, you know, and mm. and like eating healthy and you know and delicious waffles and mochi. Waffles and mochi. <laughs> I mean, delicious though. I mean, listen, it's. I think you would agree that it's all about balance in life, you know, like exactly. Uh, if you're I just do- made some brownies with butternut squash. Squash. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So that's my balance. They're actually quite delicious. Brownies with butternut squash? Yeah. First and foremost, what is the consistency like? Gooey. Like like nice texture. Oh, is it is it like a fudgy? You sort can't of- taste you can't taste the difference. All if right. I gave it to you, you would not notice there was butternut squash in it. All right. Listen, I'm here for an alternative dessert, <laughs> but I must be convinced first because I have a friend out there, shout out to you, I know you're listening, who is always telling me, oh my God, yeah, this is just like ice cream and I'll go buy it. And it's nothing like ice cream, <laughs> you know? Uh, the thing is, your, your, your apartment might not be fixed to make these, you have to make them yourself, but... Uh... No, it's, listen, my apartment is fixed. I used to, I used to do a lot, let's say, out of this apartment, like... Custom cakes and all sorts Fine. of all sorts. I'll send you the recipe, and then you can you can uh, let us know what you think. All right, challenge accepted. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Daniel and I are here for Michelle Obama's cooking show. I can't wait to see it. And shout out to you, Michelle Obama. Taco Bell introduces flavor-packed all-purpose seasonings coming in mild and hot. Can I can, can I explain what my face is doing right now? If <laughs> yes, I could move. I had Taco Bell once and I realized recently there was one in London. It's disgusting. Oh my god. But ta- Taco Bell, I'm sorry, is delicious. I won't eat it, right? Oh. Because it's not part of the diet. <laughs> I had it in LA and I was like I think we had it after a night out, and I was just, even then I was repulsed by eating it. 
Do you know, um, in some poll, it was years ago um, at this point, or like many, many episodes ago, uh, there was a food news update that Taco Bell was the num- was rated the number one Mexican restaurant in America. And I was like, how insulting to the entire nation of Mexico. <laughs> exactly. And there's such good Mexican food in America. Like, there is, brilliant. there is. But Taco Bell is very specific Taco Bell. Like, I don't even consider it Mexican. I just, it's like Taco Bell. It's, it's Pizza Hut. It's the same company. But the seasoning they're releasing, surely it's just going to be like chemicals and preservatives. And, and salt. And, yeah, and delicious. Salt and sugar. That's, and yeah. delicious. I mean. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will, you know, I'm sure there's better things out there for you. I mean. <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Like, well, better things out there for you, like Weetabix and Heinz beans. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that, and you see what I did there. I like inserted a put it in. Yes, I I slid in a UK food news update. So, in your mouth, listeners. Well, first and foremost, shout out to you, Taco Bell, because I actually um, they're fans of the pod. I think um, in my mind, and I I definitely would at least sprinkle this on some popcorn or something uh, <laughs> for sure. But um, Weetabix recently. Um, came out with a new ad campaign telling people to put uh, their baked beans on their morning cereal. Can you explain what Weetabix is first to the audience? So uh, we have this cereal. It's like compressed wheat uh, biscuits. You must have them similar in similar ones. In, I feel like, like we call them granola bars here. They're like, not like granola bars because you buy them as a, you eat them as cereal. So yeah. you might take two or three of them out and then put milk over them, put them in the microwave and just or, or, or eat them uh, cold. But okay. it's like an 80s, 80s cereal. It's All a right. bit like the cornflakes kind of thing, but you would have, it's a very English thing or they have shredded wheat, but you, you know, it's like a Swedish breakfast. All right. Then Heinz beans, which I know a lot of people are, like, why would you put beans in breakfast? Uh, but it's a very British thing to have baked beans. And, but they put the, wheat, the beans over the Weetabix, which has sent social media in... Spiraling. Like, crazy spiraling, with all these companies actually trolling them back, but, like, quite funny. Like, Yeah, I saw this on your Instagram the other day, and it was absolutely hysterical. And shout out to whoever is the marketing person over at Weetabix. If you mouth listeners, if you've never seen a Weetabix bar, it's literally like kind of like this long oval, like cereal bar. And like Daniel said, you throw it in milk and you eat it for breakfast. And so the picture is these like oval cereal bars, almost like an American like hash brown. That's kind of like what the shape looks like um, or like a McDonald's hash brown. And it's and the, it, the picture is of Weetabix bars, these sweet Weetabix bars with the Heinz baked beans over them, which are not like American baked beans. They're less sweet for sure. Yeah. Like, I haven't been had any, any, I never had baked beans in America. They're very think. sweet here. Yeah. Sweet and smoky. Okay. So slightly different, but we still yes. have, it's still sweetish, but not, um, but yeah, the comments on the, on, from was amazing because all these other food brands were commenting. And Domino's even said, like, we thought pineapple on pizza was something. Weetabix, hold my drink, you know. <laughs> hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. Even, like, the National like Food Association like commented. Yeah, the NHS. 
the NHS commented, Nando's, I saw KFC. Whoever that marketing person was, was brilliant because the amount of response that it got from major, major brands talking, um, simply brilliant. brilliant. It It was very good. That kind of, that's a social media win. I'll give them that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Have you discovered uh, Wendy's uh, Twitter account? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't Uh, on it. Get get on it because Miss Wendy is shady as fuck, and it's the best. It's uh, it's it's Twitter gold, is what it is. There's another one called Innocent, which is a smoothie brand in the UK. All right, Uh, and they are like quite amusing, and they they found this. They got really famous by someone in their office having a stapler, and they put on the stapler saying, do not remove from the office. So they took the stapler on a world tour and were taking photos of it by the Eiffel Tower, by you know, <laughs> the Rome Coliseum and things like that. And it was it was really trending. So but they post all these stuff. That's really, really incredible. Well, you know what? Uh, Daniel may not be here for this Taco Bell seasoning, but I am. And I think we can both be here for some good marketing from Weedabix. And last but not least, Daniel, there is a cow on the lamb in, here in Rhode Island. There is a fugitive cow that has escaped from a slaughterhouse last week and still remains at large. I think it should be pardoned. <laughs> I think like, like the Thanksgiving turkey. President Biden needs to come in and, and pardon this cow. I think if it's got out, remember the cow is a holy animal in India. It is. It is. And I agree with you. Like, you know what? I, I think that should be the rule. If the animal manages to, like, get away, then it you like it's automatically granted its freedom. Exactly. You know, it, it's... Uh, and apparently it's been causing terror in, in all of these towns. <laughs> well, it's probably traumatized from being in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, wouldn't you be? I know. And I mean, so, I'm, not talking to, I'm not talking about the gay bar of the slaughterhouse either. Well, so, you know, we could, the, the, the vegan associations could, could have good marketing on their Twitter for this. You yeah, know. for sure. They could really go. For sure. Well, shout out to this cow and hopefully hopefully you make it and make it to some sort of sanctuary or like cross a border somewhere to be safe. And with that, I think uh, that is a perfect way to end food news update. <laughs> How was that for you? Good. Enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah, you know, it's a little break from the news cycle, like something something new and interesting, you know, something for you to bring to your clients. Exactly. Know? Beach of cows and Taco Bell seasoning. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna pass it in like a Tesco one day and you're gonna think of who? Me. Exactly. Exactly. And you're gonna have wheat a on baked beans and think of me. Yes. Uh, well listen. What one <laughs> one of my best friends is uh from London and so he has Weetabix in the house and I told him about this and he was like, Do we do we need to do this? And I was like, I don't I, I don't think we need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm, disgusting. Okay, I'm okay with not doing it for sure okay. so talk to me a little bit more about this book when when do you hope to release it um give us all that information please well um because of the whole pandemic issue it got a little bit delayed so it's looking actually now to come out in january next year so tentatively depending on so that'll be the latest it'll be out but it should be on all um, good bookstores, Amazon, you know, all of that. And I think they're going to be 
I think they're doing international rights with it as well. So, oh, so we'll, be, the, able, so we'll yeah, be able to get it here as well. Well, they're at the point of selling it to other agents, and I think they've got an agent in the US that work with. If the demand's there, of course, then why not? So it's quite a different book as well. So hopefully it'll be picked up. Yeah, I love that. You also offer a lockdown reset via your website. Uh, Talk to me about that. So that is a 14-day program, which just gets you, I call it get out of the lockdown lull, which is you've been snacking too much, not exercising so much. And it's quite an easy let's call it a cleanse or a reset where we focus on foods to include rather than remove. And so you get a food list of these are the foods you're going to have. You can either, and you can also choose the structure you want with it. So some might do the intermittent fasting like you do, or some who are, who have a fast metabolism or exercising a lot might have the free eating pattern. So, or this is different food structures, but also it's a big emphasis on self-care. So I make sure that 30 minutes a day you unplug, have a bath or have do some reading or, you know, some exercise if you want to, but phone free away from work, emails and all of that. So um, but that, that's, that sounds amazing because I, I notice a lot of these like resets or um, cleanses are all about an elimination diet. And I love that you said that it's adding things to the diet as opposed to taking away yeah. So naturally the program will be is gluten and dairy free, but we don't talk about it like that. We talk about here's what you can have. Um I'll send you it and you can have it have a look at it yourself. It's uh it's Listen, a, a I'm book. I'm I'm ready to go on it. Yeah, well clients that I have it have it. There's a Facebook group they can join and they can get advice if they have questions about it. Um but the clients that have done it, they've all lost, you know, seven pounds in two weeks, which is, you know, a good Good result. In that. And they don't feel hungry, they feel better, feel more energy. So I love it. Can I still have coffee? Is coffee on that list? I, I think I've taken it out. And this is, I can't remember. If, I think I took caffeine out or green teas allowed or one of them. But it depends. Like, you know, ideally you, you would follow something as, as it is written. Um, so it shall be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if coffee is not a, never not an actual an issue for you then fine but it's how you have your coffee does coffee upset your digestion is it impacting your sleep so the reason why i take it out or caffeine coffee, caffeinated coffee out is to kind of create harm more harmony in the body so i get it i get it i'm just i'm just feeling like all these cleanses they're no alcohol and then you take away my coffee too and what am i left with you know Salary. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I'm already. I, I'm already single, Daniel. Then, then you're going to take away my alcohol and my coffee. I mean, <laughs> I know. I did. I did the cleanse in the January. I did it for four weeks actually, and I felt a bit better. I still haven't gone onto caffeinated coffee. I'm still having decaf coffee, but that's why I had tea. Oh, all right. All right. All right. How do you feel about fad diets? How do you feel about like intermittent fasting, juicing, keto, trim spa, whatever, whatever? I think they can be a fad if you make them a fad. Um, So things like, you know, diet pills, they guess they're fads or, you know, only juicing has a purpose in some ways, but not for overall longevity and health when a juicing is, you know, you can, there's pros and cons to it. So, 
I, if I'm, I would say a better way to do it is juices and soups or smooth. But it's also about what, how much sugar is in the juice because you're not actually getting, if there's too much fruit in the juice, there's no fiber in it, so it's going to spike your blood sugar. People um, often say that about me, that there's too much fruit in my juice. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much sass in the, in the, in the pulp. In the, in the ass. Too much sass in the ass. You can exactly. say it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said this was PG. Uh, no. Uh, no. I mean, we can go full R-rated on the podcast. You know, the questions oh. are PG. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize the answers had to. I thought the answers had to be as well. Oh, um, no. But yeah, in, in terms of the fad diets, they're a bit, I think if anything promises you too much, I always say any diet works or most diets work if you stick to it. And that's the thing. It's like a diet should be able to be stuck to and enjoyed and become part of a routine. And you might you've got to adjust it to you as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Do you cook? I do. I cook quite a bit, especially yeah. since lockdown. I'm cooking a lot more. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did you learn? Did you have like the natural ability to cook, or are you like pulling out, um, you know, the joy of cooking every night to like flip through the pages? No, I'm, I, I, I can cook. I like to find something I would, I like to find food that I want to have. Like the other night, I made uh, gluten free breaded nuggets because I wanted chicken, but healthier version of. I like doing that sort of stuff. And I made a healthy granola. I can do smoothies, all of that. But um, in terms of like... You can throw things in a blender, you just said. Yeah. It was a show here called Can't Cook, Won't Cook. Okay. And I'm more of the won't cook sometimes. I can cook, but I won't cook. And unless I have the time to. I enjoy it when I'm doing it. Yeah, you know what? We talk a lot about, obviously, it's a food podcast. We talk a lot about cooking and... Um, so many people have offered so much insight into the joy of cooking, um, you know, to be a little punny here. But, you know, uh, like uh, Dr. J from Chop Happy is he's his thing is finding Zen and moments of Zen and gratitude in the kitchen. So like mm-hmm. as you stir like your sauce, it's it's like a meditation moment. And, you know, so it's like cooking's purpose isn't for self-sustainability anymore. It's also for mental health and for taking moments and finding those moments of like joy or relaxation or like meditation. Well, I think as a population, we're less mindful. Like I was having a conversation with someone the other day about Netflix needs to have the right combination so you can use your phone whilst watching a show and not lose the plot. So, but cooking, you can't really browse or chat to your friends you can talk on the phone but it allows you to be more mindful and what also it's doing is if you're you're in the process of wanting to say bake a cake the thought and the process of i want to bake a cake is getting all of your chemical messengers in your brain primed and the reward is the baked cake so then you feel good that you've done it and it's the accomplishment and so that that helps your hormones and your neurotransmitters serotonin dopamine being produced so Think of it that all way. right, all right, come through, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the good, that's the science way. And the other thing is just put your, put your goddamn phone down. <laughs> right? Yes, but yeah. after you slide into our DMs with all the nudes. That <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, we have a rule here, Daniel, that if you if someone slides into your DMs after this podcast, it is shareable with me and only me and vice versa. <laughs> 
It hasn't happened yet, but I mean. That happened the other day and I accidentally took a screenshot. And then the, the person who was sliding into the DM said, why did you take a screenshot? Why did you take a screenshot? I was going, like, literally, I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that um, uh, Instagram lets you know when people screenshot. If you open a picture and you screenshot the picture, they are told that you have screenshotted the picture. Oh, oh, listen, listen, we provide you a wealth of knowledge here <laughs> on In Yo Mouth. So put that in your mouth. Oh, my God, Daniel, this has been so much fun just talking to you, getting to connect with you today. Um, give the kids all the all the websites, all the social handles so we can follow you, buy the book, donate to the book. Um, it's not a GoFundMe, but you have another sort of like... Uh, fundraiser yeah. thing happening mm. tell tell the people all of that stuff so all of my links are on my instagram that's probably the easiest thing to do at the naked nutritionist my website is the naked nutritionist.co.uk and the link for the book is on my instagram in the links but it's um on a platform that i i crowdfunded to get the to get the book published um so but you can still pre you can pre-order the book it's on unbound.com um, if you just search the book Naked Nutrition, it comes up. Um, yes, it's unbound.com forward slash books forward slash naked dash nutrition. And it looks like you could still support this project here. Yes. So if you, um, there's still space to pre-order a copy and have your name in the back of the book. That's how it works. So, oh, as, okay. a, as a chief supporter. So, I love but yeah, that. I've had amazing support with the book. People have really believed in what I'm doing, and I'm really grateful for that. And but the book will go out on Amazon when it's released as well. So, or any other local bookstores that support our local shops. Yes, let's especially these days. Let's support all of our local shops and small restaurants and not use the apps to order food. Do it old school and call because the apps um, allegedly are taking big chunks of money out of these small businesses. So support small as much as possible. Thank you once again to the naked nutritionist himself, Daniel O'Shaughnessy, for, you know, putting a little bit of him in our mouths, if you will. (laughs) I really can't thank you enough. In your mouth, listeners, um, you know what? I don't really have much more to say. This has been such a great episode. Take care of yourselves out there. Go follow uh, Daniel. Show him all the love. Maybe subscribe to The Cleanse. You know what? I may do it myself. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth!